I'm Nick Harvey Doyle, an Anawan man from the northern tablelands of New South Wales. The Yarn podcast is made on the unceded land of the Wurundjeri, Woiwurrung and Bunurong people. We'd like to acknowledge First Nations people as the first storytellers. We pay our respects to elders past and present. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. From the Centre for Advancing Journalism at the University of Melbourne, this is The Yard. I'm Thomas Phillips. This week, we're investigating a controversial plan to control Bendigo's pests by reintroducing an apex predator, the dingo. It's a response to Victoria's growing kangaroo population, which has increased by approximately 1 million since 2017. The national icon is decimating crops, causing car accidents, and destroying ecosystems. Hundreds of thousands are culled by hunters every year, but critics say this ignores the root of the problem, and Bendigo is now considering a more innovative solution. Today, we're bringing you an interview with citizen journalist Jade Murray about her reporting on the controversial proposal. Her article was co-published by the Bendigo Advertiser and is part of an ongoing regional reporting project focused on Greater Bendigo, or Jajawarung country. I started by asking Jade how the decline of dingoes has affected the local ecosystem and how reintroducing them could restore it. Dingoes are one predator that has historically been very important in Bendigo for two reasons. Firstly, the dingo or gal-gal are important culturally to Indigenous communities and used to play a role in protecting culturally significant plants that are overgrazed now by the overpopulation of certain pests. Secondly, dingoes played a very important role near the top of the food chain and without them, we're seeing horrific consequences from the overpopulation of animals like kangaroos. And looking at ways we can bring more balance to the food chain is one way we can address the root of the issue. Although it's not just as simple as putting dingoes back. I spoke with Bendigo Council's conservation officer, Jason McCainch, and he spoke about the ways that food chains are extremely complex. The way he described it was it's not just as simple as taking apart a car motor. If you have all the pieces in front of you, you can put it back together eventually. But there's no instruction manual in how we can balance food chains now. And the consequences of a lack of research can be severe. This plan is highly controversial. Who is opposed to it and why? Bringing back dingoes is controversial for many reasons. In 2021, there was a proposal to investigate the reintroduction of native predators in the Grampians Gary Ward, in part to control pests and overabundant species. But this was fiercely opposed by some Victorian farmers and regional communities. I spoke with Jason McCainch, who works as a private land conservation officer for Bendigo Council. And he was a farmer himself. And he said, it's a bit like saying there needs to be a reintroduction of more brown snakes into the city of Melbourne. There'd be an uproar about that as well. I think it's particularly controversial amongst farmers and private landowners because they're worried about their property and their livestock, which is completely understandable. 
and there are regional communities who are worried because dingoes are predators. It's an intimidating prospect on paper. You spoke to some ecology experts who think these misgivings are based on misunderstandings. What were some of their counterarguments? Well, it's not a misunderstanding. You know, livestock will be impacted if this strategy is implemented, but there are viable ways that we can mitigate these issues. Management strategies include releasing dingoes only within large fenced areas and making sure that neighboring properties have guardian animals like marima sheepdogs and donkeys, both effective against dingoes in protecting livestock. Another thing that could be considered is compensation schemes for livestock loss. So one expert also mentioned that Australian conservation efforts often don't go far enough. Can you elaborate on this? Pest control methods that are being implemented now, like shootings, aren't cutting it. We aren't addressing the root of the problem as it stands. As Ewan said, we spend lots of time and money shooting kangaroos, but we're not actually reinstating the thing that can help manage the problem in the first place, which is dingoes. Nature conservation in Australia often focuses too much on battling the problems that colonizers have created instead of actually addressing issues at their root. And there's also been a recent spate of dingo attacks on humans on Fraser Island. How is this playing into the debate? I think this is very relevant to why this topic is so controversial. And something that I looked into very early on while researching this piece, the prospect of bringing back dingoes is understandably intimidating to a lot of people. But the research that's being suggested is not about dumping dingoes back into the land and hoping for the best. The organization JARA and ecologists around Australia are suggesting very thorough research on ways that we can basically experiment in controlled and small-scaled environments. As you mentioned, a First Nations organization called JARA is looking into this plan alongside researchers and private property owners. Can you tell listeners who JARA are and a little bit about what they do? Yeah, so JARA is a representative body for Jajawarang people. And in 2013, they signed the Recognition and Settlement Agreement with the Victorian government, which basically means they're recognized and have the power to be actively involved in healing country within Greater Bendigo. JARA have put out some amazing research and work and produced some really recent strategies like the 2023 Water Strategy and Fire Strategy They've also worked in renewable energy. And I got the chance to speak with Jara's forest gardening project manager, Oli Morris, who produced the forest gardening strategy, which was extremely relevant to this story. Jara wants to work with researchers and coordinate with private landowners to look into what bringing back dingoes might actually look like. So what are the next steps for bringing this strategy into place? Well, there's clearly been a lack of understanding about what this might look like, particularly amongst farmers. And that's one of the reasons why we need research. But also, we need a safe space for both JARA and private landowners to talk about this. It's really important that we have First Nations peoples leading on climate solutions and that we're getting farmers on the same page. 
Some people and conservationists have said that it's better to leave nature alone, let it do its thing. But Indigenous Australians have been managing and working with land for over 60,000 years. And as you and Richie said, humans are always going to have a role in working with nature. That was Jade Murray. You can read her article in The Citizen and The Bendigo Advertiser. We've included the links in our show notes. The yarn is from the Centre for Advancing Journalism at the University of Melbourne. It's produced on the land of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. This episode was produced and edited by me. It was mastered by Elliot Rodriguez. Our executive producer is Louisa Lim. I'm Thomas Phillips. See you next week.